Hello and welcome to Integrating Chinese Medicine with the Dow Health. I'm Elizabeth Cullen. And I'm Georgia Fong. And we are traditional Chinese medicine practitioners and acupuncturists. We are your hosts, providing an educational platform for practical ways to integrate Eastern medicine into your Western lifestyle. Throughout this podcast series, we will be discussing the benefits of getting to know our bodies in a practical sense and how to be an advocate for your own health. everybody welcome back to the podcast you're here with Georgia Fong and I'm Liz Cullen and today we're going to be talking about the seasons of your menstrual cycle so I think the best place to start would be um, our menstrual phase or what we like to talk, uh, call the winter yes let's start with winter so the, we call this the menstrual phase of bleeding so this would be officially LMP day one so Last menstrual period, day one, it's the first day of your bleed and it's the first day of the new season, so of winter. Yes. And so it's normal for women to have um, a bleed up to about uh, one to eight days. One to eight days. So ideally you're looking for a bleed to one to five yes we, we want or up to seven but we do yeah. want to see the bleed at least over three days yeah and we want to see um, a loss of blood of 10 to 35 mils so what would that would look like um on a pad or a tampon so one standard size of a tampon or a pad so the regular size that you'll see at the supermarkets in ideally also an organic tampon or pad. Yes. Um, so um, is about five mils, um, which will hold five mils of blood. So that is one teaspoon of blood. So throughout the day and throughout the night, you're looking for about six teaspoons of blood per day. Any more or any less is a sign that there is an imbalance. And something to be addressed. Something to be addressed. So I guess when you are bleeding, you really do want to be a detective of looking at your blood flow. So you being more aware of your menstrual cycle looks like considering your quality of the blood, the flow of the blood, the colour and the amount. So checking each day and, you know, through an app, if you're using Clue or if you're using Kindara or Flow or whatever the app may be. Yes. Making sure you're writing those notes. Yeah. And in Western medicine, I don't think they focus a lot on the quality of the blood. No. But in Chinese medicine, that is a huge indication of what is going on inside the body and when we see those signs and symptoms arise. Yes, definitely. It's of our fifth vital sign. Yes. It's the most important reflection. So you can call the period the monthly report card. I love that. I love that. (laughs) And you can see, oh, this is what my cycle's looking like and begin to reflect on the month that was before you begun to bleed. Yeah. So um, if we talk about the ideal colour of the blood. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we love to talk about this in consult. So yes. this, when a patient has had or just recently experienced a bleed or when they're first coming into the clinic, we really like to go into depth here of what the colour of the blood flow is because that really does indicate yeah. symptoms or patterns of imbalance or of balance. So what colours do we look for, Georgia? Um, so when we want that fresh, healthy um, blood flow, we're looking for um, cherry red um, or even that Coke can red colour. Red colour. 
Um, so that healthy flow. That's that healthy flow. Um, When we're seeing imbalance and from a Chinese medicine perspective, if we're looking at cold in the uterus and cold in the body, that's when we're going to see more of that darker color. So I think we both use boysenberry red as an indication. Boysenberry red, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then on um, the other end of the scale, um, when we're looking at too much heat in the body, we're looking at that bright strawberry red. Bright strawberry. So it's quite an easy way to differentiate between the three berries. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's a really easy way to use as a marker or use the Coke can as yeah. well. Yeah. So that healthy flow and that blood, it really will show you a healthy flow or if it's not healthy. And if you're noticing, um, my bleed's actually really quite dark and it's that boysenberry color, then that again is a little flag to say, oh, there might be something going on a little bit where I'm having this associated pain, which may for us indicate the cold in the uterus. Yes. Yeah. So from a Chinese medicine perspective and what we do in treatment, Mm. um, sort of um, we'll focus on um, supporting the blood flow. Yeah, the smooth flow of the the blood. The smooth flow of blood. So reducing the clots. Yeah, um, warming the body um, Mm. and using moxa within the treatment. Yes. Um, And that's that mugwort plant, which is the Chinese medicine herb. Which is epinogenic, which is the big big blood circulator. Yep. Yes. Um, And then we focus on invigorating the flow of qi and blood. So um, if we talk about um, what our patients can do at home, Liz, what do you recommend if um, a woman comes in and she's got terrible pain, lots of clots, um, and she's relying on those naprogesics um, mm-hmm. but wants to shift over to a more holistic approach. So as we are saying earlier on, the monthly report card is vital for yeah. your menstrual cycle health. So what you do for the month before and the three months before with the follicular phase of development of the ovaries being 90 to 100 days. So it is a reflection overall of your health in the way of what you've done for that month. But what can you do just before your period and during your period to look after that winter season? Yes. So acupuncture treatment will support pain relief. Great. It will also encourage a smooth blood flow. So, So that day one of your cycle doesn't need to be a big event it's more so okay this is my first day of my cycle and actually looking forward to it so rather than you see a lot of women and I'm sure there'll be listeners as well as their friends who look at that first day and they dread the day that it's coming and they say oh my period's due next week and seeing that rather than a burden yeah more so seeing as oh that's a wonderful new chapter for that next cycle yes so I guess we're um with those focused with what you can do at self-care is those healthy boundaries so it's okay to say no um the white picker fence of looking after yourself and protecting yourself and making sure that you're scheduling downtime through this time resting and nourishing the body through slowing down uh staying warm using moxer bustion sticks and heat packs magnesium spray And making sure that you are using those foods that are going to nourish blood flow. Is there anything else that I think? Yeah, from a food side of things, slow cooked meals um, is great. Ensuring that we're having um, foods rich in iron. Mm -hmm. So not necessarily um, going to eat a big piece of steak, even though that would be beneficial. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, We've got eggs, veggies like your um, beetroot, greens, Mm -hmm. dark leafy greens, lentils and beans um, are also great sources of iron too. 
definitely restore the blood definitely and supportive on the spleen by having bone broth or those local say for example lamb shanks or a veggie stew which yeah. would feel really nice on the body and yes. most importantly avoiding those raw foods yes yes even though don't you might be craving ice cream yes definitely not the time of the cycle to be eating it no no so coming yeah. into the next phase of our cycle yes Spring. Um, spring. Yeah. <laughs> Blooming and blossoming. <laughs> so as I guess you can think in especially Australia's spring, which we're coming into soon. Yes. Uh, so you begin to see the flowers blossom. You see new flower buds and as they do start to thrive and everything's starting to get greener and there's new life with new animals being born. Um, so this is the proliferative phase, which represents the growth. So this represents the growth of your follicles as well as the uterine lining as we come up into ovulation. Yep. Uh, this is a time of potential. Yes. And this would be a time, G, where would you say from a self-care perspective so, um, that women can support themselves? Yeah, coming into this follicular phase, um, we are coming up that roller coaster. So yeah, estrogen beautiful. is beginning to rise. So that's when we're feeling that we want to build and expand. Um, we're curious and we're willing to explore. Um, and then we're more... Love that. New <laughs> adventures yeah. in spring. <laughs> but it is the mm. time to do it. It is. It is. And, and, you know, you're more motivated to do that as well. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, if you listen to your cycle, yeah. you, if you start to follow it, you do notice that your behavioural patterns do change, right? Yeah. And it ebbs and flows. Yes. With and your that's okay. Rhythm. Yes. Yeah. And I think by following your cycle through the different seasons, um, you'll begin to understand, okay, it's time to slow down. I'm yes. not feeling it right now. I'm becoming more introverted or oh, I'm ready to go out and do a bushwalk this weekend. Yes. And yes, to get out in nature. Yes. And also to socialise yes. as well. So coming into that time of, oh, I actually may feel like socialising a little bit more because yeah. I have a little bit more energy as well and maybe feeling energetically more extroverted yeah. compared to some other parts of the month where you may feel more withdrawn. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's, and that's okay. normal. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And supporting And supporting how you're feeling. And if we talk about exercise side of things, mm. I think this is probably the best time to incorporate more of those high intensity style training. Yes, definitely. Within um, the month. Yes, definitely. So the closer you come up to ovulation, so ovulation will differ for each woman, but we're looking from about day 12 through to about day 21, depending on yeah. each person's cycle but the closer you get to ovulation you will start to notice that you may be able to lift heavier when you're doing weights or if you're at reformer pilates you may find that you're able to hold yeah. the pose or whatever it may be or lift heavier yeah again resistance with more weights yeah. um, and with high intensity training that you are able to go a little bit further and reach your pb and yeah. that's okay and listening to that part of your cycle that you do have that more energy and you're more capable physically to do that yeah. but again knowing your limits and making sure you know okay this is the time of my cycle to allow myself to do this but knowing that that isn't able to be consistent through the entire month yeah, so I yeah. think if we talk about coming into sort of from the spring into our summer, which yes. leads nicely up to the top of the roller coaster, <laughs> we're at the peak. Yes, yes. Um, we're feeling amazing. Yes. Um, and we've just ovulated. Yes, and we're coming through harvest. Yes. Yeah, so we're harvesting, so that egg's been released. We're feeling our best. This is the time to be going on a date if you feel like it. This yeah. is the time to be creating new meetings or presentations. 
being productive. Making new connections. Yeah. Um, and it's also the time where as a woman, your libido is going to be at its highest. Yes. So you're going to feel more inclined to sort of pleasure yourself or pleasure with others. Yes. So with your rise of libido, you'll find that there's a gentle rise in testosterone as well, but it's also the peak of your estrogen as well as your luteinizing hormone and follicular stimulating hormone, which are driving that follicle to be released. Uh, So this is the perfect time to try to conceive. Yes. And when we were talking about that pleasure side of things, this is where feeling that connection with your partner to create life as well and, and listening to that. So we, we won't go into conceiving today, but that is that side of things of learning to know your sexual energy and to use that to connect with your partner or with yourself. Yeah. yeah. And I think as well um, with using um, the seasons to track your menstrual cycle, mm. it's a great way to also track it for um, contraception, not just conception. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, so during this time of summer, being aware that this is the time that you're ovulating and this is when you're most fertile. Yes. Um, so staying sort of within that fertile window using barrier methods. Yes. And um, noticing your mucus. Yes. So what does your fertile mucus look like? And starting to learn that, oh, I am mid-cycle. This yeah. is when I'm more fertile. How is my body telling me this? So it has my mucus changed. Is my cervix feeling higher? using that libido as a really great marker as well. Yeah. Mm. And I think at times we talk about the great feeling that we're getting um, mid-cycle and during our summer, but also for some women, this can be um, too overwhelming. Yes. So This is really interesting. Georgia was showing, well, teaching me about this before, and we look forward to that ovulation side of things so Favourite time of the month. Best yep. time of the month. But this is a really interesting perspective. So when we think of um, being so, feeling so invincible and um, productive, for some women who are more introverted, this can um, be... This can make them feel too vulnerable and too visible too to the outside, outside world. So um, recognising that as well, that if you're not feeling that this is the time of the month for you, then that's okay as well. Yeah, exactly. There's no right or wrong with this. Um, and then also during this time of the month, we're more inclined to say yes to everything. Yes. And then planning, which yeah. you then in turn are planning for your autumn and then winter phase yeah. and being really mindful of that because you may be committing to something that you think is a great idea right now Yeah, and three events in one day sounds perfectly realistic, Yeah, but in two weeks you yeah. may not really feel like doing that. Yeah, so keeping that in mind when yes. you're booking, you're scheduling um, events and catch-ups with friends and yes. family that... Um, where where will you be at in your cycle? And also making sure you're scheduling that downtime, being aware that that next cycle of seasons is coming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So from another perspective of how would you be looking after yourself from a lifestyle side of things with ovulation? So I guess being mindful because this may be a time being social that mm. what comes with that is alcohol. Yes. And, you know, you might wear yourself out a little bit during this time. Mm. And that then you'll see that dip coming into that autumn phase. Yeah. Um. So still, um, making prior prioritizing downtime. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Nourishing the yin. Nourishing the yin. Yeah. yeah. So as much as doing the hit training, still remain with that balance. As if you are walking or doing yoga, meditating yeah. needs to stay consistent throughout the cycle. Yes. Absolutely. So, um, and then food side of things, um, we want to continue to nourish the body with those warm foods. Supporting ovulation. Yeah. Um, bone broth. Bone broth. <laughs> and our kidney foods. 
yeah, kidney nourishing foods. Yeah. So we've got our um, black sesame seeds. How's your mum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goji berries. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so making sure that you're keeping that warm environment, which is ideal for conceiving as well. Yeah, and yeah. before you were saying about um, it's not the best time to skip meals. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, with the fasting side of things as yeah. well. Because you may find that your appetite is lower at this time of the month. And why is that, that our appetite is lower during the mid-cycle of the month? Is it because estrogen's rising and that creates satiety? Yeah, I think so. And also the cravings are usually lower. Mm, okay. Because yeah. you're not as fatigued. Yeah. With the progesterone side of things in the second half of the cycle. Yes. And then you're also feeling more motivated. You're more focused. So you're yeah. not going to be distracting yourself with cravings as well. So yeah. a lot of the time, life feels easier. Yeah. Around ovulation. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So let's get into the part of the phase of the cycle that isn't the most enjoyable, but yeah. how can we look after it to make sure that we're supporting ourselves through it? Yeah, so through this luteal phase or what we like to call the autumn. Yes. It's when our premenstrual symptoms begin to arise. The gentle storm may come in. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, women's premenstrual symptoms can range from being bloated. Acne. Acne. Um, anxiety. Anxiety. Depression. Depression. Um. And we always um, we always recommend that if the anxiety and depression feels too overwhelming, um, to seek help. Yes. Absolutely. It's not something that you have to put up with. No. And the other side of things is learning how your mind works yes. and finding out if it is something that is hormonal. Because yes. that will help you so much yeah. learning about how your cycle affects your mood and your mental health and learning how to support that with a psychologist will yes. make the world of difference for you each month. Absolutely. Mm. Um, so there's that. Um, women can experience breast tenderness. Weight gain. Weight gain. Fluid retention. Um, fatigue. Pain through the lower abdomen, pain yeah. in the lower back. Yeah, pain, de- pain definitely. If that's starting, that can start even a week up to before the period starts because when does the luteal phase start so it starts just after ovulation so in that textbook 28 day cycle mm. we're looking at from day 15 to 28 mm-hmm. and um, when do you usually find with patients with premenstrual tension are you finding that's usually a week before or do you find it's a bit longer for some others um yeah it varies some women it's just a week before others mm. it's from ovulation do you experience that as well yes yeah. yes some people will notice that surge of progesterone straight away so they yes. feel wonderful through ovulation they can conquer the world and then it's just like this click or this switch has just gone off and oh, I feel like a completely different person today and I feel tired and I feel a little bit lower. Yeah, and I don't want to exercise and that's okay. And that's okay too. But we've got to stay accountable that we're moving the body because from a Chinese medicine perspective, as the yang energy is coming to its peak, we then start to talk about the energetic side of things with the liver meridian. And when the chi isn't flowing properly in the liver meridian in the second half of the cycle, we can feel really stuck, frustrated, yeah. moody, a little bit of a short fuse. Now, from a lifestyle perspective, G, what can we do to um, support the liver meridian? So we can do gentle exercise. Yeah, it's so, so important. Getting out in nature and walking. Um, there's a concept of earthing where you walk down on the sand barefoot 
mm. um, and connect with the resonance of the earth, which is really calming. And if you can't go to the sand, you know how Sarah Blondin always says, grab a rock? Oh, yeah. Love that. <laughs> but, yeah. So it, it's get, connecting with nature. Connecting with nature. Um, Bushwalks. Bushwalks, absolutely. Doing your meditations is always um, fantastic and even a little bit of yoga. Mm. And this doesn't mean going to a yoga class. You can do some yoga stretching um, through YouTube or through social media. Um, the yoga with Ariane, I think, or Adrian. Adrian. Yes. <laughs> Adrian and her little yes. puppy dog. And then the Ola yoga as well. So even there's some beautiful ones on there of nourishing and loving yourself. And yeah. if you're supporting and opening through the body, a lot of those yin poses really do support the liver meridian and the heart meridian too. Yeah, specifically for yeah. that. It's fantastic. So three second half of the cycle, that's where you could really be alternating with that hit training or weights and resistance training and starting to slow that down a little bit and really bringing and incorporating of coming within and using the yin yoga, walking, swimming. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, my seasons. And yeah. knowing that for those women that love their HIIT training, this isn't going to be forever. It's just one no. or two weeks and you'll get back to your HIIT when you're feeling great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, even if you wanted to do the HIIT training, just dropping it down from vigorous to moderate. So just yeah. knowing those boundaries physically and emotionally will help to support your bleed that's coming up as well. Yeah. And then other than that, really focusing on eating good foods, coming back to those slow-cooked meals, prioritising sleep, sleeping those extra yes. hours if need be. Yes. If you need the hours, have them because yeah. you are coming up to a bleed. So it yeah. is that side of things of preparing your body with the sleep, period, state. Period steak, yeah. Period steak, supporting and building that iron because you yeah. are about to lose blood. So making sure if you're vegetarian or vegan, coming back to those blood foods that Georgia spoke about, nourishing yeah. the body and also acupuncture. Acupuncture, great. Staying hydrated. Staying hydrated. Um, And avoiding those hangovers. Yes, this would be definitely the part of the cycle where if you can be mindful with your alcohol intake, if there was, say, for example, if you if you usually run with a week on, week off with drinking or whatever it may be with your relationship with alcohol, yeah. these would be the weeks that you'd really want to cut back yeah. and making sure that you're focusing on your AFDs, so alcohol-free days, yeah. making sure there's at least five a week. And um, if it helps you to be the designated driver, then um then doing being that person um during this part of your cycle nominating yourself yeah definitely um definitely to go into events and um, using that budget on a yoga class absolutely yeah. yeah or you know whether it's a massage or whether it's your acupuncture treatment or whatever that may be yeah using that that amount that you would have spent on getting an uber or yeah. drinking yeah. and then making sure that you're investing in yourself instead. So if you really enjoy to go to a reformal Pilates class, yeah. perfect time of the month to do that instead of going to hit training. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. Okay, so to recap, so we've got our monthly cycles of our seasons and we're starting to really support our body through each part of the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we've got those ebbs and flows, which are normal, mm. um, and just learning about where your body is at through each time of the cycle. And your mood will change. It will change, and that's normal. And that's okay. And I think when women come off the pill, that can be a real struggle because their mood's not consistent. Yeah. And that they learn that there's different parts of themselves and that will come out in each part of the cycle, which is really beautiful because some parts are going to feel stronger and more confident and other parts are going to be vulnerable and we just really need to cater and look after each part of ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Beautiful.
Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Bye.